Hey, Marketplace people, I'm Molly Wood. Welcome to The Dispatch, my weekly report on what's happening in tech and business. Really just the one thing happening this week, Apple versus the FBI cage match. As you know, the FBI is asking Apple for help unlocking the iPhone of one of the San Bernardino shooters. By help, they mean, please write special software to disable the security feature that wipes the phone after we enter the wrong passcode too many times, and we promise that we will only ever use it this one time and we'll never ask you for anything like this again. Maybe. And Apple is like, no, not happening. We are all about privacy. One interesting note on that, the Daily Beast reports that Apple has helped authorities get information from locked iPhones 70 other times before this. 70. Different devices, yes, different versions of the OS, and it didn't necessarily require all new software to bypass security. But there was a similar case in New York last year. Apple did comply, but when it objected, it said that helping authorities unlock a locked phone would damage its reputation and tarnish its brand. Marketing, marketing, marketing. But it's working. Let's talk to my good friend Tom Merritt about this. He's host of Daily Tech News Show. This is like the moment, don't you think? This is kind of the the watershed moment. Well, yeah, that is one controversy is whether Apple picked the right moment. But for good or ill, they have picked this as their battleground to say, we will not go past this line in aiding, undermining the encryption of our products. And here's what I think is really interesting. I heard this story today, just a snippet of a report on it, because the reports are everywhere, where the reporter was saying that there are various law enforcement agencies complaining that they have stacks of iPhones that they can't get into, that they cannot unlock. And I have to admit that as a consumer, I thought to myself, uh, super. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, if you want to look at it from a personal point of view, the idea that I can protect my data to the point that the FBI couldn't get at it if they wanted uh, is somewhat reassuring if I'm worried about anyone getting into my data. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's really a stolen phone issue and it's a, you know, it's a revenge porn issue. And I feel like consumers really want those assurances of privacy. And obviously Apple is making this not just a principled stand, but sort of a marketing issue as well. And I feel, in my opinion, I feel like they're planting a flag. This company is planting a flag that its competitors cannot. Because did you read the Google response? The Google response seemed very soft and muted. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought it was a little bit half-hearted. Because it sort of said, well, yeah, no, I mean, hacking, you're, that's a whole other ball of wax. We're, we're doing all kinds of data handovers to advertisers and law enforcement, but hacking your phone, that's crazy talk. Yeah, they, they, their strongest language from Sundar Pichai was this could be a troubling precedent. Now, that doesn't surprise me because Google's business involves being able to see your data so that they can target ads to it. So it makes sense that they can't take a strong of a line, whereas somebody like Microsoft has marketed themselves of saying, we don't spy into your data, and we're not seeing a strong statement of support from them as well. Or any statement, which I find kind of surprising, because you would think that this might be a good opportunity. Because like you said, Google, I have a friend who flat out says to me, I will not use an Android phone anymore because I consider it spyware. I am. On, I mean, this is, you know, somebody who operates in the tech world at a high level and is like, I use an iPhone because I consider it the most secure platform. It much like the presidential race, it doesn't have to come down to two parties, does it? Like, isn't this Microsoft's opportunity? It certainly could be an opportunity for Microsoft, but they have been distancing themselves from the phone market recently, not embracing it. So that may be part of the issue there. I'm certainly expecting to hear from the makers of things like the Black Phone, which is marketed entirely on security, or BlackBerry uh, should jump into this because they're making Android phones that they say are more secure than any phone Google makes. 
Mm-hmm. I, I will we'll be waiting because I haven't. It's true that I have not seen the yeah, uh, the press releases from either of them. Well, and I can understand why, because the double edged sword is the argument that Apple's aiding and abetting terrorists. I did see that in a couple of sort of tweet compilations well, where and, people said, you're, you, look, if you're, you cannot put yourself in the position of helping terrorists, and, which and is a tough And that is the entire too. debate, right? Uh, when is helping criminals uh, also protecting innocence? And Apple is trying to draw a line here. Yeah. Well, I believe that's been the debate all the way back to the Patriot Act. Oh, sure. And the, <laughs> to the Patriots in the 1700s even. <laughs> and that is what I call on you for, Tom Merritt. Thank you very much. <laughs> My pleasure. Tom talked about this issue a lot more on his show this week. Check it out, dailytechnewsshow.com. Okay, also happening, the FCC put the cable industry on notice on Thursday. Literally, the commission passed this preliminary vote calling for the industry to open up cable boxes. The vote was a notice of proposed rulemaking. Get it? Notice. So anyway, the point is that eventually, hopefully soon, we might be able to use any device to get cable, an Xbox, an Apple TV, a TiVo, even a tablet or a phone, without having to jump through any stupid, infuriating, obstructionist hoops like cable card. God, I have been through so much with cable card. But poor cable, though. Think about the cable industry. If it loses control of the $20 billion a year cable boxes, not to mention the programming, plus people are canceling in droves because they, you know, want more flexibility and easier on-demand options, well, then actually this seems like the perfect solution then I would still want to pay for my cable or satellite subscription and get all the great set-top box and tablet streaming and phone viewing options that are all I have ever really wanted but cannot have. So yes to this, please. Now comes a comment period. It's several months, then a final vote later this year, and then hopefully my triumphant return to TiVo. Okay, finally, I was at this interesting lunch earlier this week, and the topic of app hoarding came up. Now, my number one most requested feature for iOS is this. On the app update screen, just let me delete apps. Let me unsubscribe from that screen because that's where I always notice all these apps that I do not need and hardly ever use. And this came up in conversation and my lunch companion said, and they work at Techstars with all these millennials, that they regularly do this like app zero thing where they wipe and reset their phones and start over from scratch. Yeah, I know. I was terrified too. And then I was like, I'm going to do it. That sounds amazing. I have all these apps on here for work and just life and I need to get rid of them. And then I was like, well, I can't do it now because my Postmates is on the way. And so I need my push notification to, you know, for my dinner. And then I thought I was going to do it today, but then I didn't have time to download new apps and log in. And then I was going to do it for sure. But I was seized by actual panic at the thought of it, even though my photos are backed up in the cloud in two places. And then I realized maybe I am an app hoarder and maybe I'll wipe and reset and start over fresh this weekend. I uh, will keep you posted. If any of you have done something like this, please email me, mwood at marketplace.org or tweet me at Mollywood. And that is it for this week. Talk soon. 